0: Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick.
1: While well, the objective of the Unfair Trading Practices Regulations is to protect weaker suppliers against unfair trading practices by stronger buyers in the agricultural and food supply chain, Noel Collins from the Unfair Trading Practices Enforcement Authority joins us now to tell us more. Noel, we'll be discussing the regulations and the sanctions which can be imposed for non-compliance. But as head of the Unfair Trading Practices Enforcement Authority, what are the primary responsibilities of the organisation?
0: Morning, Carol. We're a unit within the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Carol. We have a very clear and uh, and straightforward remit. It's really to enforce the Unfair Trading Practices regulations which were introduced in Ireland in April of 2021. And really our body of work is really about awareness, engagement with stakeholders and of course reacting to suppliers complaints and where appropriate taking enforcement of action which can include investigations etc right through to bringing proceedings where necessary through the courts where serious breaches arise.
1: And all the regulations themselves actually derived out of an EU directive called the EU Directive for Unfair Trading. So tell us about the context to why it was believed at European level that these regulations were required across Europe.
0: Sure, uh, Carl. That EU directive uh, was eventually uh, published in uh, 2019, but it had been in gestation for about 10 years. Indeed, it was our own um, commissioner, Commissioner Hogan, that had championed in its earlier stages. So there's been much policy debate about this directive and the need for it. And, of course, the events of the recent past, Brexit, COVID, European war has shown how vulnerable the food supply chain is. And its consumers, we can't take it for granted. And that's why the directive is so important. And I guess it's been recognized at EU level that primary agricultural production is particularly fraught with uncertainty due to their reliance on processes and its exposure to weather conditions. So that uncertainty is further compounded by the fact that agriculture and food products are to greater or lesser extent, perishable and seasonal. So again, it needs to be Seen in the context at the EU level, through the Common Agricultural uh, Policy uh, evolution, so there have been successive reforms of the Common Agricultural Policy since 1992, and they've let a the paradigm shift from price to income support. So, primary producers don't lo- no longer enjoy systemic price supports. True market measures. Okay, trade barriers have been removed through more trade liberal trade agreements, and that's resulted in new prices being largely aligned with world market prices. Okay, so the removal of all those supports, do have left? those at the bottom of the food chain more vulnerable. So protection against unfair trading practices, really that, that's been the policy context and the need for the intervention at EU level and why eventually a directive was introduced.
1: The unfair trading practices regulations are of particular relevance to suppliers of agriculture or food products, but how prevalent are unfair trading practices in this space, especially here in Ireland?
0: Yeah, it's a very relevant question um, that we were keen to, to find out ourselves, uh, Carl. So what we did earlier this year as an enforcement authority, we undertook a survey uh, of, of um, both primary producers, farmers, and business-to-business suppliers. Uh, about 3,000 farmers took part in this survey in the spring and about 200 business-to-business uh, suppliers. and. Basically, they have found uh, that uh, about one in one in four primary producers, about half business, the business suppliers, survey, sorbit have been subjected to a, a prohibited trading practice in the past two years. So it, it's it's a reasonable it's a reasonable level. You know, it's 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 something that's clearly validating the need for a, a regulatory intervention in this matter.
1: And what type of prohibitive trading practice came out on top in that respect?
0: Um, so I guess the, the most common uh, UTPs for shorthand we use from UTPs unfair trading practices that came to was late payments. So okay, payments for less than uh, later than thirty days for perishable products, payment later than sixty days for for other agricultural food products. Also unilateral contract changes by the buyer was also highlighted by our survey respondents. So they are the type of. Uh, the most common UTPs that that suppliers have perceived to us through the survey. We always have to be careful through a survey. It's very much perception it's not fact based uh, and of course the legislation is very new and we asked on, on a two year look back basis just to understand what's happening in the food supply chain but it does give us a good indication of what's happening currently.
1: And in terms of perception of course when you're doing business the perception in relation to power is very very relevant so in that respect I'm sure that lots of small food producers and suppliers 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 would feel that it was the supermarkets or those that they're supplying their product to that held most of the power if not all of it when it came to price negotiation?
0: Well yes so I guess the first thing to say is the unfair trading practices don't have don't set out prohibited practices or set out anything to do with price setting. all they say in terms of unilateral contract change is a buyer once a buyer and supplier agree a price the buyer can't unilaterally change that contract but more broadly your point is very valid uh, Carol and this is very much uh, at EU level as well and global indeed for that matter power is vested to those at the top of the food supply chain um, and I guess that's very very much Informed or approaches in enforcement authority, we really front loaded our engagement with those players at the very top of the food ch- food supply chain in Ireland, the biggest retailers, the biggest wholesalers and
1: what type of reaction did you get from them once you started engaging with them?
0: Yeah, well, I guess what we've our approach really has been to try and develop a culture of compliance uh, with the regulations Carol what we 've done is we 've asked those biggest players to nominate liaison officers, so, so we have liaison officers. Uh, that meet with us on a reasonably frequently basis. Uh, And I guess what we have done in our approach is we've requested implementation boards from those largest businesses to tell us what they're doing to ensure that they're being compliant with the regulations. So we're challenging them Demonstrate to us that they are being compliant with the regulations. And to date, we're reasonably happy with their approach. We continue to challenge them. And we also continue to take feedback from supplier stakeholders and supplier representative bodies and through market intelligence about what's actually happening in the food supply chain and taking that back to our liaison officers to say, listen, these are issues that are coming back to us as being uh, uh, highlighted in uh, the food supply chain and we're ensuring that they're fully compliant with the UTP rules in the context of what is set out in the legislation that's prohibited. So we're reasonably happy with our engagement with, with the, uh, the, the, the biggest players, but it continues to evolve and it will continue to evolve going forward.
1: So what do the buyers of agricultural or food products need to know about these regulations?
0: Well, I suppose there's two high-level messages, really, in terms of that buyers need to know their obligations under the law now, under these unfair trading practice rules, and suppliers, Carl, need to know their rights. Okay, and we have um, uh, high-profile multimedia campaigns ongoing at the moment really to, to get that simple messaging out in the first place, and uh, we're encouraging both buyers and suppliers to get onto our website, utp.gov.ie, where they can learn about what they need to do as a buyer to ensure that your company or business is compliant with the law, and what key actions they need to take to ensure they will remain compliant as a buyer. We've got simple resource materials that they can access and learn more, such as is a six-point buyer checklist, and we also have the resource materials for supplier where you can learn more about these unfair trading practices, because when you start breaking them down, Carl, there's a lot of detail behind the 16 unfair trading practices that we won't have time to get into today, and there's there's a complexity to some of them, and we try and break down that complexity through the use of resources on our website, like frequently asked Questions, where we uh, get into the detail of the specific aspects.
1: And Noel, what sanctions can be imposed on entities that fail to comply with the regulations?
0: Yes, yeah, so I guess we we have significant powers as an enforcement authority. Um, if following an investigation, we are of the view that uh, the regulations have not been complied with, we, we can issue a compliance notice. Okay, and that requires a buyer to take appropriate action. Now, failure to comply with such notice is actually an offence. Okay. And anybody who, complies, who commits offence under the regulations is on summary conviction. We can uh, can be true the courts, can be um, a class A fine or a term not exceeding six months or, uh, in prison, uh, but on conviction, on indictment for more serious offences, a fine not exceeding half a million or, in, or, in, or imprisonment for a term not exceeding three years. But I would say, Carol... The strongest power that we may have actually may not even be financial. We have the powers to publish, to name and shame buyers that breach these regulations. That's very clear. Now, that's subject to supplier confidentiality um, uh, request uh, That would be done in a very sensitive manner and to be, it's subject to the supplier agreeing But that's there and that's, a, that's a, I suppose, a hugely important deterrent power. Important to flag also that those headline uh, fines, Carl, will actually be going up very, very soon with uh, a new office set with the new agri-food regulator that will take over functions early next year. Is the headline fine the Minister has announced this, uh, this week will be increasing to £10 million.
1: And for any agri-food supplier that believes that the way in which they're being treated is unfair under the unfair trading practices, what is the complaints process that they need to follow?
0: yeah so we try to make it easy as possible for suppliers uh Carol to contact us in confidence uh, we have you can come onto our website utp.gov.ie and you can contact us through an online complaint submission form so you don't have to talk to anyone because we realize and we acknowledge there's a huge fear factor carol among smaller suppliers to make any complaint against our larger buyer so that can be done in confidence we have our phone number on the website and we also have an email contact and we can be written to and if people don't have access to those facilities we have a free post facility where uh, suppliers can contact us and again recognizing that even withstanding all those multiple channels where we we can be contacted through Carol. Is, is, is some suppliers are still reluctant because of that fear factor to make complaints we more recently have established on our website utp.gov.ie um an, an anonymous uh confidential tip-off form okay so that's if a supplier doesn't want to give even put their name forward and uh, they can provide us with evidence that indicates what they believe to be breaches of unfair trading practices regulations and we're not just solely targeting suppliers with that. We're also targeting uh, buyers, um, employees of buyer businesses that may see that certain practices are going on that they don't agree with. It's almost akin to almost a whistleblower type the tip-off that can be provided in confidence to us as the enforcement authority. And if we get sufficient evidence, uh, we will obviously act on that. And so we're encouraging and we're want to highlight that these resources are available to actors in the food supply chain where they may be aware of breaches of these regulations.
1: Noel, the government is committing significant resources to this area over the coming years. You mentioned that the government is setting up its own independent regulator. You're currently operating under the Department of Agriculture but there is a new standalone regulator coming into place in quarter one next year. Talk to us about what's happening there.
0: Yeah, so uh, this this is reflective uh, of the current Programme for Government commitment, which was to establish a standalone uh, independent statutory authority to enforce the Unfair Trading Practices Directive. The reason that didn't happen straight away, Carol, is because under EU law, all member states were required to transpose the legislation for the EC in their own respective member states by the 1st of May. Of 2021. Now, we didn't have time to establish uh, primary legislation to establish the new office in time for that. and That's why there's an interim enforcement authority, i.e., ourselves, based within the Department of Agriculture. Now, what's happened is that primary legislation, which is a bill which is known as the Agriculture and Food Supply Chain, has been making its way through the pre-legislative scrutiny process and the um, Cabinet have approved this week. I think on Tuesday the Minister announced um, that the that bill will be introduced to housing the Housing or this very shortly uh, and the timing when the responsibility of the when the UTP enforcement functions will transfer to the department to the remit of the new regulator uh, on Realtor Agravilla uh, which will be known as will be subject to commencement order by the Minister but we know, expect that will to happen very, very soon in the term
1: Well if you've just tuned in that was Noel Collins head of the Unfair Trading Practices Enforcement Authority and I'd like to thank Noel for sharing this information with us this morning